go. You look like goddamn Lane Kiffin over there. What an asshole. I look like Lane Kiffin? Yeah. Your white jacket. I do. I got my white Alabama jacket on. Your headset on. <laughs> Getting yelled at by Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. Dave and Jeff. It's been a couple weeks, but yes. we're back. Finally doing another podcast. You've been all over the planet. All over. All over. So I'm dying to know what's been going on with you for the last two weeks. Uh, Goddamn, Dave. I swear to God. Montreal, last time I saw you, two weeks ago, uh, I was getting ready to go to Montreal. Yeah. And I have to be I have to be honest, I was a little freaked out by it because it's a French-speaking city. And you speak French. I <laughs> predominantly speak French. English is a second language. And, uh, and I didn't know. The other thing about it was I was doing a red-eye flight. Yeah. So I was doing a red-eye flight, which I hadn't done in a long time. And then... Uh, and then I was going into a French-speaking city. So Wednesday night, it'll be two weeks ago this Wednesday. Did you do a red eye to New York? Yeah, we did. No, to Boston. We did a red eye to Boston. Okay, so um, oh, that that was, but from here to Boston, yes, right? From here to Boston, did a so red eye. So what time did you leave San Diego? Um, our flight took off, I believe, around ten o'clock at night. Wow. Okay. And we may have chatted, but I want to ask you this now since I just did. Now it. you know it's funny. You and I have only spoken one time since. You went to Montreal. Yeah, but uh, but I want to ask you because we may have talked about red eye, but yeah. I haven't done a red eye flight in so long. So let me ask you now, on the red eye flight to Boston, how crowded was it? It was packed. Right? Yeah. What the fuck? Because <laughs> every flight is packed now. Every flight is packed. That's yeah. what happens. And where are you situated? I'm by the window. Okay, you're by the window. Yeah. How many people on that red eye flight had that ridiculous neck pillow thing? We own one of those. We actually own one. So there are three of us. My wife bought one. Okay. She never gets to use it because all of us immediately, either my my son or myself, yeah. say, hey, hand that over. And yeah, so you look she's like fucking Kale Yarborough. Oh, you do. In the, the, it's ridiculous. Daytona 500. Yeah. It's, oh, this is so comfortable. It, it's true. What's that damn neck brace called that they use in NASCAR? So you don't. That's what I'm saying. The Hans. Yeah, the Hans <laughs> device. Yeah, it looks like you got the fucking Hans device. That's what I thought everybody on this fucking plane yeah. looked like. So you don't end up like Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Right. No, it, <laughs> it, no, what's funny is I've tried it, but I, I tell you, I don't sleep on planes. I was really no. frustrated. That's why I was saying I was up from Wednesday to Friday. We flew yeah. on a Thursday, and I basically I told you I fell asleep in Harvard, and then I was told to get the fuck out of here. That's right. Yeah. Okay, that's right, because that's what happened for me. Same thing, too, because you're going from West Coast to East Coast, and you get in. So I had, uh, first off, I left from Terminal 2. Yeah. So let me just What, do, what airline? Uh, United. Okay. Right on time. Treated me great. The the one thing I did, and I highly recommend for anybody who travels internationally, we may have chatted about it. You can do a $100. You pay a $100 fee, and it's a global entry. It's a card you get that shows that you're pre-approved by TSA. Yeah. They give you a card. It looks just like your driver's license. How hard is it to get? Uh, they just interview you and run a background check. So is for it me, good it for nothing. the rest of your life? Or is no, it good? five years. Oh, it's good for five years. Five years. But you're basically paying yeah. 20 bucks a year. And mine showed up. Uh, I flew Wednesday. Mine showed up on Monday. Okay. So I had it, but I already had the number. I was ready to go. Dave, my, uh, my sons and their mom dropped me off at five, I had a 750 flight. They dropped me off at 5.30. I was literally sitting at the gate at 5.45. Yeah, okay. 
that quickly through. United's was fantastic. Um, guys right there, hey, let me walk you through. Here's your boarding pass. Here's your connecting flight. Yeah. You don't take your shoes off. Really? Nope. You just go right through. And so uh, I get through to San Francisco, and now I've got that two hours because it's an 11 o'clock flight to Montreal. And <clears throat> you get on that flight, and it's it's the same shit all the time. There's always the guys in the first six rows that are acting like they're so fucking busy. They're <laughs> either on their plane or, their la- or on their phone or on their laptop, or they got the fucking Hans device locked in already in the mask. <laughs> and you're just like, hey, fuck you, right? He's one. Head slap them. Um, But then I get back. uh, I get back to the the flight. Yeah. Or get back to my seat. I was on the aisle. United was great. Free movies the whole way. So I watched uh, Game Night with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Funny as fuck. Movie was great. Oh, that's cool. But then uh, I get to Montreal. Okay. And you get to Montreal raining. And everything is in French. And you're like, holy shit, where do I go get my bag? Okay, let me ask you this because before you go to get off the plane, here's what I don't understand about airplane behavior. If you're sitting anywhere except the first three rows, uh-huh. why is it when the plane lands and you hear everybody unbuckle their seatbelts, why does everyone try and stand up? Right. You aren't going fucking you're anywhere. You're not going anywhere. And sit t- down, t- Everyone in front of you moves. Why is that? Why does everyone stand there and then... 75% of them are hunched over because yeah. you can't stand up straight anyway. I always look at everyone like, where the fuck are you going? Why where are you, you going, up? asshole? Yeah, you're going to be here for well, 25 more minutes. I'll tell you the other thing that the airline did that has really fucked things up for the comfort of flying is this bullshit about charging for bags. Yeah. Because for me, it was a work trip and my company covered it. So I had a big bag and just packed everything in that and I checked it. Yeah. And then I have just a small kind of black laptop bag that my kids got me from Pebble Beach. I had a couple of magazines and uh, yeah. and a tablet in, and that fit. But fuck Dave, fuck me if I want to put that <laughs> overhead, because guy's got his two two months worth of clothes yeah. in this bag that he's trying to jam in, and it's like everybody's got these bags that they're trying to get in and they're bringing it because they don't want to spend twenty eight bucks to check a bag. Yeah. Um. But I get to Montreal and everything is in French and you're like, shit, I, where the hell am I going? The other crazy thing was I just bought a new suitcase and it's black and it's yeah. big. Yeah. And you don't really realize, hey, there's 300 people on this flight and they all have big black suitcases. You don't put anything there like a, some kind of ribbon or something on there to let you know that's you would have You would have thought that yeah. would have been good thinking that's what for happens. your bud. Yeah. But uh, luckily, everything showed up, and you know we we Ubered everywhere. I'll just say this: not not to go into a whole lot. What a great fucking city! What a great. It looked clean as can be from the pictures you posted. Dave, the people were so nice, and it was so great. And it's weird because I'm looking at about uh, ten to eight. We were there for a trade show, and last Sunday, Montreal time, I get wrapped up. Yeah. And I knew the next day that I had an early day out. I had to be out at uh, had to be out of the room at six a.m. to get to my flight. So I get wrapped up about five thirty, and I stayed out by the airport. So it was pretty slim pickings. I mean, they had like a Burger King and a Subway, but if you go, you know, just want to get something halfway decent to eat, it was a little limited. 
But I go grab a bite to eat, and uh, I'm like, okay, well, fuck. <laughs> I got two choices right now. I can go back to the room, take a hot shower, pack, yeah. get a good night's sleep, and be ready for tomorrow. Or I can say, fuck it, and try to figure out where Olympic Stadium is. Really and, cool. And I said... I would have done the same thing. And now the thing is, it's about... 42 degrees at this point. Okay. It's Does 42 feel cold to you? Yeah, but it, it was does. great. Okay. It was great. It was like brisk East Coast fall weather. And uh, I don't have a jacket. I just have a long sleeve t-shirt. A tailor-made pool. Okay. I got my tailor-made pool, long sleeve <laughs> t-shirt, jeans on. And uh, it's about a mile back to the hotel where I have a jacket. And I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm fucking going for it. Fuck it. Like, as a local. Yeah. So I went and took the Metro. And really, you can just Google on your on your uh, phone, Olympic Stadium Metro Station. And it comes up. Mark Grant had it immediately. And it comes up as Pi, P-I-E-I-X, like Roman numeral nine. Yeah. There's a French pronunciation for it. I couldn't tell you what it is. And I go, all right, uh, orange line to the green line done i'm gonna fuck it i'm going okay and i said to this guy I go what is that he goes it's about 14 stops you're probably 30 minutes out okay and i go well fuck it dave it was the the fucking coolest shit because you come out from the metro in montreal and you come up and it's probably the vibe that you had when you felt yourself in the concourse at madison yeah. square garden right yeah, remember as absolutely. you are fine when you come up from two penn station yeah. And you find yourself now, and you're in the concourse there, and all of a sudden, you you know, for me, it's the Bruce Jenner thing, it's Tony, but also as a fight fan, that's where the first Leonard Durant fight yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. Leonard Durant won, wow. was right there. And Dave, it looks like they took Olympic oh, God Stadium damn, that's funny you say that. and dropped it right in the middle of Kensington. It is this mellow, little, quiet really? neighborhood with coffee shops and sandwich, uh, sidewalk cafes and apartment buildings, and all of a sudden, here's Olympic Stadium. And so I started walking. Do they still do stuff in there? Yeah. Good. Yeah, there's st and they do tours every day, okay. all this other shit. I know the Expos and Blue Jays played a preseason game or spring training game in there beforehand because Tatis, remember, hit, yes. a, hit, a, hit, a, hit a home run. Um, not Tatis, I'm sorry. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a home run. Vlad Jr. I and, um, but, but yeah, that's, I, they still have games there as, as recent as last year. I just didn't know what the plans were. If it became like the, the Astrodome where it just sits there and nothing happens. They, I think uh, I think the, the CFL team plays okay. there, and they do other things that are there. That's funny, man. I think of all those memories as a kid watching right. – you know, as much like Andre always, Dawson and Gary Carter and Al Oliver. But it felt depressing there, right? It sure did. Even if you look at highlights when Rick Monday hits that home run in 1981 that put the Dodgers yes. in the World Series, it seemed depressing as shit even that day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, and it just felt like you were in Kensington or Normal Heights or yeah. whatever. And I said, I found this security guard. And I go, look, man, is there any chance of looking in? He goes, nah. He goes, I wish I could. He goes, I can't do that. But I said, where's the best view? And he said, just go out and go up, you know, go out here to the end of the street and go up to the top. And you go up, Dave, to the top and you're looking. It's the picture I put out on Instagram. And the Olympic rings are right there. Yeah. And you see the tower that kind of arcs over and the stadium's kind of lit up. 
And there's just a couple of benches to just sit there and, and soak it all in. And I just sat there. It was about 8 o'clock as we yeah. taped this. It was about 8 o'clock last Sunday night. feels like about a month ago. I was just like, this is fucking really cool. Really like, cool. just live in the moment, soak it in. So now, I'm like, all right, well, I got two other choices. I can go back to the room now and be satisfied, or I saw two Canadians games up there. I saw the Canadians play the Kings. Canadians played the Pittsburgh Penguins. Both a blast. Okay. Really fun. Kings won the first one. Who won Kings the Penguins Kings won game? the first one, and Canadians won the second okay. one in so the shootout. So at least shootout. you saw the Canadians finally score a goal. Yes. <laughs> yes, and super fun, and the people were great. But the Canadians have never won Davis Stanley Cup in the Bell Center, where they currently play. Beautiful okay. new arena. They won 24 in the old Montreal Forum. I love what the city of Montreal did. In the old Montreal Forum, the out frame of the building the exterior is yeah. still the same the interior has been changed to a shopping mall so picture i mean unfortunately the sports arena doesn't really qualify or, <laughs> or this stadium but if yeah. you dave if you think of the la forum right yeah if they had changed the la forum into a, a mall um that's what they've done where they've won 24 stanley cups however when you go into the forum uh, old seats from the original yeah. arena pictures. The video board hangs from the ceiling. And the floor is painted to show you exactly where center ice That's was. Cool. So I had seen pictures of this during my time. And I said, I know how to get fucking downtown. I know exactly how to get downtown. I said, all right, fuck it. So at 8.15 last Sunday, I jumped back on the metro and went downtown and went into this Montreal Forum. And yeah. it was just... Really great. And I just, I would highly recommend that city. That to me has always been a city that I just shrugged at and said, I really don't have much interest in going there. Um, uh, Dave, I loved it every minute I was there. Came home, got sick as a dog. I've been right? sick as a dog all week. Um, yeah, had all week off with my sons and was sick as a dog until right now. Yeah. I just told my son, Kate, on the drive over here, I said, this is the first time in a week since probably a week yeah. ago at Olympic Stadium where I feel normal. But if you uh, you would love it, man. Yeah, I'm telling I you right now, you would absolutely love Montreal. I would, go to, I would go to anywhere in Canada. Yeah. I've heard so many good things about Canada. Go and anyone I've ever met from Canada, number one, extremely friendly and extremely funny. And three weeks from tonight, I'll be in Toronto. That's insane. Yeah, so I got to flip right around and go back. But That's cool. it's just uh, Olympic Stadium and the people and the Bell Center. And I will say this: this will be the only thing. I go to the Kings game on that Thursday night. Yeah. And it was amazing because they introduced the 93 team that oh, beat fuck. the Kings, right? Yeah. But, Dave, you walk around and there's so much hockey royalty that's honored. Guy Lafleur, Larry Robinson. But now they've done everything to honor the 93 team. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though they kicked the Kings right Do they nuts. bring McSorley? They showed up in his stick. In his stick. Fuck Asshole. But now they say, please rise as... You know, Connie Canadian's going to come out and sing the national anthems. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. 20,000 people in the Bell Center. She starts singing the U.S. national anthem, and 20,000 Canadians are singing the U.S. national anthem. That's impressive. And you go, fuck. Yeah. 
Right. Do you remember you how we embarrassed ourselves as a country during right. the World Series? Right. When the Braves and, and Blue Jays were playing and we had the Canadian flag right. upside down? Yes. Terrible. But then, so you go and you go, this is unbelievable. Yeah. But then when they started singing O Canada, yeah. and in Montreal, it starts in English, the mid part's in French, yeah. it ends in English, kind of the bookends. 20,000 full voice. It gave me chills. It's really? one of the greatest things I've ever been, one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of. It's such a great anthem, too. Oh, my God, man. But I just, there's so much class and respect, and it's funny when they find out that you're from America with everything going on right now politically. What do they say? They're like, uh, we like you. <laughs> We're not so sure we like your president, but we like you a lot. <laughs> um, but it, it was great. And I, I hadn't traveled internationally in a long time. And I, I loved every minute of being there. That's cool. Literally every minute of Hey! <laughs> Enough of that anti-French bullshit, Shuggy. Uh, it was great, man. But always good to get back to San Diego. That's cool. That that that's awesome. You know, what's funny is I had a circumstance last Sunday. It's funny. I was just thinking, I go, what have I done since I I seen you? Yeah. Last Sunday, I, w- I was coaching a travel ball baseball game. Okay. Okay. And one of the guys I was coaching against, you know, Re- Reggie Waller, right? Oh sure. Okay. Super nice families. Kids are super great. I've known him for 20 years. You know him 20 years. First base coach for the pods. He did a bunch of different the, things the, for the, the Padres. The Scouting fa- director. Yeah, the fa- yeah, with the Padres front office. And at the same time, they've been with Oakland A's, the family, mm-hmm. and still involved in Major League Baseball. Just, just a good just man. A really good guy. Okay, so th- this was such a strange circumstance for me. I wasn't going to bring it up on there. And I said, why not? On this podcast, yeah. I'm going to bring it up because it was one of those things that caught me off guard and at the same time kept me from sleeping from Sunday to Monday. It just kept, mm. me, up, kept me up all night. So uh, Reggie's son is coaching the other team, and it's, they're a better team than we yeah. are. We, we played them the day before, and we ended up losing, and we ended up losing – uh, this is Ty game. Waller part of that family, David? It's going to yeah. make me crazy. Yeah, part okay. of the family. Sorry. So, so, I mean, big baseball family. Sure. And one thing you see in San Diego, especially with travel ball, is there are tons of former major leaguers around. That's how okay. I became friends with Brett Boone. That's how we're coaching against Trevor Hoffman for years and just uh, ex- extended that friendship out. Anyway, super, super nice guy. And so I try and break down the circumstance. I'm coaching first base. My team's dugout is on the first base side. Okay. My son, Jake, I'm letting him coach third base because I'm trying to teach him to become more of a coach and say, yeah. you, know, you go ahead and do it from there. And he's he's on, obviously, closer to the their, their dugout. But he's talking to Reggie's son the entire time. Good friends, because we were just talking sure. the day before. And they've coached against Jake when Jake was a player, and now he's, Jake's grown up, and there's a friendship again that goes on. So, as, as you'll see with kids, they start talking trash to each other. Okay, our team's not really talking trash because we're behind. It's dumb to talk trash when, yeah, you, when right. you're behind. There's a situation in the second to last inning where the ball rolled into the dugout from their first baseman, missed it, the ball rolled in. First baseman on their team says to the three kids sitting on the bench on my team, hey, why don't you guys shut the fuck up? And the guys on my team, coach, did you hear that? And I said, hey, let it go. It's just ba- it's yeah. baseball, let it go. You know, no big deal. So now the last inning goes in, that kid that says shut the fuck up goes in the pitch. And there's a new kid that's playing first base, okay? okay. And he's being a good team. And I'm, you know, he's sitting there saying, hey, it's okay. Ignore the sound. Our team's trying to rally the whole deal. Hey, ignore it. You're, you're doing fine. The whole deal is rooting his teammate on no problem at all. Game ends and drops the now what, bitch, to our to our dugout. The first baseman does? Yeah, the first baseman does, okay? Now, he's 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 not a black kid, but he's a dark Indian colored kid, okay? okay. So, so same skin color. 
So here's so I'm standing there, first base coach. The kid's right on my right side. My team's on my left side. Lighter or darker than Raj from Big Bang Theory? <laughs> He's darker. Okay. He's darker. So our team says, hey, shut up. You know, this is something back. Shut up, bitch. Maybe back at him, whatever. Because now we shake hands. Everyone shakes hands at the end of the games. Yeah. And so I'm standing in between both of them, and the kid takes three steps away, and he turns around and goes, which one do you guys just yell the N-word? Oh. And I said, dude, nobody yelled the N-word. I go, I'm standing right here. No one on my team talks like that. I go, if yeah. they talk like that, they wouldn't be on my team. And so he was upset. He goes to, to his dugout. His dad comes over, starts yelling at me, and I said, look, I was standing right there. I go, nothing happened like that. That's not the way my team talks. I yeah. told Reggie Waller's son, that's not it. He says, absolutely, no problem at all. So game ends, the whole deal, think everything's calm. Boom, receive a phone call two hours later from that mm. kid's mother. Okay. And I give her credit. I told her when she called me, I go, I give you credit for calling me. Yeah. You didn't have to call me, but you're trying to nip this in the bud. And I said, I'm not calling your son a liar. I understand perception's reality, especially if his feelings were hurt and he was yeah. really upset about this. But I'm telling you, I was standing there and that wasn't said. And then she calls me and said, back and says, well, he says, and the other, another black kid on the team says, that number 44 was also saying that word. And I'm thinking, well, number 44 is playing third base. He's standing right next to Reggie Waller's son. Yeah, right. He's not going to – trust yeah. me, Reggie would have stopped the game and gone, yeah. hey, that's not what was going on. I, I'm not going to let my team continue with this going on. And then she says, not knowing Jake is my son, and the other coach was yelling that word too. And I said, uh. now, lady, look, now this is where we have a major issue. My son was standing right next to your head coach the whole time just talking, having a conversation yeah. the entire game. And they've known each other for his entire life. Trust me, my son doesn't talk like that and definitely wouldn't talk like that. And your coach wouldn't have allowed it to go. She was very upset. I told her, I said, we talked for a long, long time. I said, next time I see you, I'd like to, to talk to your son. Not going to call him out, but to say, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry his feelings were hurt. Anyway, the more I thought about it, I've never been in that situation. Because you and I, I think, are one and the same in this. We, number one, we always defend the underdog. And people, mm -hmm. especially, we feel can't defend themselves. Whether it's women, whether it's children. And to be called a racist of, of people that you're, that you're responsible for. No one said I yeah. said it. It doesn't matter. I'm responsible for those kids. I, I know they didn't say it. I was standing closer than they were or that kid was to them. So, But to sit there and try and defend yourself from something that you know didn't happen, I didn't know what angle to take. What angle uh, would you have taken with that with Well, the, with I'd start that using woman? the word because I'm going to be accused of it, so I'm going to start through No. You can't worry about it. People are like that, Dave. You you fret about so much useless because, shit and well, makes you crazy. A, well, being called a racist or being in charge of an organization that you're calling racist. No, I because got it. I know but, but word does, of mouth is a big deal. But does Reggie Waller think you no, said it? not at all. Does his son say it? No. No. Then you let him know and you say, hey, coach, can you help me out here? You know my character. Uh, you know that we wouldn't do that. Can you help me out? Because I feel like it coming from you will have a stronger message than coming from me. And yeah. then let it go. Move yeah. on. No, no, yeah, it completely bothered me because I'm, and I just said that is 100 percent not what I'm about. That's what really frustrated me because no matter said, what I said that to kid's her, bigger, and she just misunderstood. <laughs> what bothered me was I love Tigger. I said, I said, look, there's no Can way. Can you make any money working as it. a rigger? Oh my god, dude! All right, I wish I didn't break it up now. Jesus, I'm just saying it was one of those. Honestly, man, I did not sleep a wink. <laughs> For Sunday to Monday, because I was like, man, that is everything I would say. What, what I always tell you, there are there are about four things you don't want to be accused of, right? You don't want to be accused of being called a racist, a rapist, right. a murderer, uh, right. you know, a pedophile. You don't want to be any, any of those things. 
but I was like, God dang it, man. It, I didn't know what direction to take with yeah, that one. Called, yeah, no matter what I said, she's going to take yeah. her son's side and not believe a word I said. Well, I didn't. Uh, what, yeah, wouldn't you do the same? How, when do you see him again? I don't know when I see him. It depends. Well, we could see him in a couple of weeks in the next tournament. Eh. Who knows? Does, does she have a podcast? No, she doesn't have a podcast. Okay, I got work there. <laughs> the other thing I did, okay, the only thing that, that's worth noting, because I know you yeah. said you were going to go to, I saw A Star is Born today. I saw it today. I saw it today, too. I thought it was fucking at, outstanding. At 1045 in the morning, I went. Right I, after the Charger Titans game, I went. I did I did not get up for Charger <laughs> Titans. Um, it was funny. My sons went and saw Venom, and I took their mom, and we went, although she bought all the tickets and yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan of Bradley Cooper. Me too. And I think I'm a, I thought Bradley Cooper in Wedding Crashers was so fucking funny. It's hard to believe it's the same guy, right? Right. But I love when he's on Stern. I think he's great. And to me, he reminds me a lot of my buddy Tom Gallo. Yeah. He reminds me of Tommy Gallo. They kind of look alike, and they're both a little bit nuts, but incredibly likable and charismatic. And <clears throat> Uh, what do you think? Okay, well, here, here's the funny thing is, I'm a big fan of actors that make me forget that I'm watching them. Right. That's what, so my, my son and I were saying, we did, did a- Did he we, go? We, no, just my wife and I, but we did, we did the top, we always do our top five list or top 10 list, and we'll grab a piece of paper. You write down your list, I'll write yeah. down mine. And we said, name your top five favorite actors. And so I said, Bradley Cooper falls in that category. Yeah. And I said, you know, one thing about this guy, he's 100% all in. And everything he, he does. Right. You know, when when he's he's whatever, whatever movie it is, you always know that he's all in. And this one, you know, hell, he produced it. He directed it. He starred in it. He learned to play the guitar. He didn't yeah. play the guitar before this thing. He sang, but, shocked us all that he could yeah. sing. He was he was outstanding. And he's like that in every role. And you see when he goes to his award shows, he doesn't take a girl with him. He can get anybody he wants. He takes his mom. Well, you know, he's I, 100% into these well, things. Well, I would take it one step further too, Dave. He allowed himself... Good-looking dude, yeah. and he allowed himself to look like a worn-out alcoholic. Yeah, you know, with the bloodshot eyes and the skin that alcoholics have a look to them. Yep. <clears throat> uh, that thing that you just said about where you forget you're watching him. Yep. Uh, didn't you feel that way in that movie? A hundred percent. I thought it was great. I did. It's funny. I, my mother called me right before we were we were going in the theater, and yeah. I said. We're going to go see A Star is Born. She says, I saw it. It was great. She says, I've seen all of them. You remember you told yeah. me there's more than one. I thought there was. The only one was the one in the 70s. She goes, no, I've seen the other one. She goes, uh, this is the best one. You'll like it. Yeah. But I've also had people tell me before we went to go see it that uh, it's not a movie for me that I'll have a hard time with it. Because of the suicide? Well, well for the people that haven't seen it, yes. <laughs> yes, for that exact uh, reason. Fuck for, me. Oh, yeah, fuck me. <laughs> yes. I wasn't going to say anything about you it. You should take that out. I'm not. Fuck it. We don't take it out. God dang it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll just write in the description. Look, there's a spoiler point, where, coming. Where is the time frame on that? 27 minutes or whatever. You should go back. I'll just tell them hey, at 26 minutes, if you haven't seen a star, is bored. We'll, we'll mention it in the, God in the tweet. God damn it. In the tweet. I, I, yeah. But All I was right. just going to say, people were saying that, hey, you aren't going to, uh, you're, you're going to have a tough time. I didn't. I didn't. But I was thinking of my mother. I was thinking of my mom going same thing i go she gonna did she have a tough time we didn't discuss it but anyway forget that that's not even the the, the biggest part of the movie i thought the movie was great i thought lady gaga was great you I, know what i loved about her dave yeah. is she looked and it's funny when we did monterey trips as a family that cd my kids love that cd they loved it when they were like seven yeah so starting from like when they were like seven and eight <clears throat> 
the Lady Gaga CD would be played a lot yeah. in that car. And I've seen her on shows. I thought her Super Bowl halftime was outstanding, right? Yeah. I mean, you realize, same thing. Heard her on Stern. I thought what was really, really cool about her was that she allowed herself in this movie to look at parts of it not that glamorous. Yeah. Where you go, but I mean, the talent that she, right? Yeah, the voice uh, punches you right in the face. Right. But I thought t- for her to say, yeah, show me in a way where you go, I, I don't look like the glamorous rock star that I've spent however many, seven, eight years pushing myself to be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just go raw and be like, this is who I am. Fuck, man. I thought she was great. I thought he was great. Love Sam Elliott. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny about the Sam Elliott part? As soon as Bradley Cooper started speaking, I, I said to my wife, who has no idea who Sam Elliott is, I go, that's Sam Elliott's voice. I, yeah. As soon as I started speaking, and then she's like, who? And I said, never mind. And then who? Sam Elliott shows up in the movie. Yeah. And then the whole deal, you stole my voice. And I said, man, I told you that was Sam Elliott's voice. Yeah, all right. You gotta it was, be careful. It, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It was. The whole thing was awesome. It was. I. I, I Did they I, win? Okay, let me ask okay. you right now. No, that's funny. You say that, man. Okay, Did, because they win? I'll the, t- tell you why they won't win. Go ahead. The Academy has a new category this year, and that is popular movies. Yeah, popular movies. So now, see, I think he could win. I think he wins Best Actor. Do you think he wins over I her? I think. He, I think he would. I, I think she he, could win. Yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah. I really do. I think those are the kind of movies that, that people relate to, man. Okay, here's here's the movie that I'm telling you right now that I think gives him a run. And I haven't seen the movie. It hasn't come out yet. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you saw the previews, I imagine you saw the same preview I saw. Did you see the preview of the movie about the guy who's the musician who plays the piano, the uh, black guy? and no. the And the white guy's the driver? Uh, that's very funny because uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's in that movie. And he... Um, he was just talking about, no, I heard that's okay. a great movie. And I was, I was saying, that's the movie. I said to, to Rita, I go, look, here's the deal. I, I said, Star Wars, the whole time I'm going there, I go, this movie could win movie of the year. And then we saw the preview, and I turned around and I said, don't be shocked if that movie wins movie oh, of the year. Oh, shit. I'll tell you, the, the preview that I saw was Christian Bale, which you couldn't even believe was Christian Bale, yeah. as, as Dick Cheney. Yes. In Vice. And you go, holy shit. And I'm with Jack and Cade's mom, and she's not political at all. And she goes, that's Christian Bale. I go, are we seeing that? She goes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christian Bale may be a... Are you surprised they aren't going to release that movie? That that movie's supposed to come out Vice? at Christmas time, too. Vice. That they didn't release that before this election on November 6th? Can't answer that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, who I'm a big fan of, Me too. too. Sam Rockwell as George Bush looked great. and. Yeah. Now, another movie... I can tell you right now, this Vice movie is going to be all about Halliburton and how this whole war against Iraq was a scam so they could become billionaires. Yeah, the whole thing. Now, the Steve Carell movie... Steve Carell, there's a movie out right now called Beautiful Boy that I've heard fantastic and I think would be very difficult um, for fathers with sons to watch because I think the guy's name is David Chef, and the son is Nick Chef. Okay. And it's a story about Steve Carell. It's a, based on a true story. Uh, I think David Chef is his name, is a writer, and his son, you know, teenage son, gets involved with heroin. And it's the story of the dad trying to, to rescue the son. 
and uh, like Steve Carell is so great. Yeah. But um, he's in that. But then they said that he's in Vice, plays Rumsfeld in Vice. And then that thing that he does where he gets beat up and he's the guy um, that does the the Robert Zemeckis movie about the dolls with the with uh, Chet Apatow's yeah. wife. They said that's outstanding. Shit, man, there are big movies coming out. So I don't know. I, I just think uh, we'll find out. But yeah. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if Bradley Cooper's in the mix he, at the he, end. He's absolutely fantastic. He, you know what's funny? I was sitting there in the movie theater, and it's so easy to see movies nowadays. I mean, obviously, you know, right? if you still do the DVDs or DirecTV or you're streaming things, there is nothing like being in a movie theater. And I understand it's, it's expensive. expensive as, it is. Yeah. It's expensive as shit. I mean... God dang, we got that big freaking tub of popcorn. I'm not a huge popcorn guy, and my wife's like, "You're gonna help me eat this." I'm like, "Fuck, all right." And then, yeah, <laughs> here's the the move we we did today, which I've never done before. Yeah, and and I was like, "Is this is this a Chula Vista thing, or is this all over San Diego?" When you go and get the popcorn, okay, uh-huh. and then you can go and you can add your, your extra butter if you want it. And okay. here, the one by me, the AMC in Otay Ranch, okay, mm-hmm. they have jalapenos. Do, have you no seen that shit. before? No. And she goes, we're going to throw jalapenos in this thing. I go, what oh, are you talking about? Move. It was really good. It was really good. And I said to her, I go, is this a Chula Vista thing or is this all over San Diego where they have jalapenos with uh, with the popcorn? It, it's funny. Uh, being married for as long as I was, my wife did not like the AMC butter, which to me it was like that. But if you go to a landmark theater, either the can or they had Landmark La Jolla, or in Hillcrest, Yeah, they used real butter on the popcorn. And you could immediately notice the difference. So we just got out of the habit of getting butter on the popcorn. What they do is, because my son Cade will mow popcorn with his mom. It's really yeah. funny to watch these two, because they just will demolish. And so <clears throat> they get the large combo because they can get the refill. And so she gets that large bucket. Uh, they can go through one bucket and they go back? Me and Jack. Holy fuck. Well, you have four people. Yeah, it's all a big goddamn bucket. Yeah, so me and Jack get that small kind of like little tray. Yeah. And Jack and I get ours in there and there's some left. <laughs> then Cade gets the bigger one. She hits that, but by the time she's hit Jack's little one, mine, and Cade's pretty big one, it's put a pretty big dent into that yeah. one, and then she just like goes and gets the refill right then. Yeah, and it's really funny. But we went to Landmark, we went to Ken Theater, saw a movie about a month ago, really fun, called Pick of the Litter, which was we may have even talked about it on the show. It was a documentary about a group of five or six pups that came out of the same litter that were trying to be guide dogs. But I said to my sons, I go, look, they have real butter here. We'll get it. God damn, Dave, it made me sick. Really? Like getting butter on it. Yeah. a long yeah. time. Yeah, I'm just, uh, we don't salt it. We don't do yeah. anything. You just want it to be warm coming out. But um, yeah, but going there, you're right. Going. You get lost. As soon as you step in that movie theater, man, it reminds you of when you were a kid. It reminds you of just getting away. It's just. I don't know. I love it. Uh, I love it too. the The one that's pretty good for a value is the one at uh, Hazard Center, because you can get in theater. The movies are like eight bucks or six bucks or whatever. I mean, I think today she had a free ticket, free popcorn, free drink, and it was still close to forty bucks. Yeah. 
So you go, God, on a Sunday afternoon. But I agree with you. I hadn't seen a movie in AMC in so long. And you go in and you go, yeah, comfortable chairs. Yep. Do you guys have a preferred place where you sit in the theater? Like we have I'm our, always our place. in the back. Well, always back row. Back but in, middle. But instead of being back middle, I, I now go back all the way to the end because I like to stretch my legs out. Yeah. that's. But it's funny. I was just thinking about that because I was... It, here, here's a weird thing. So whenever my, one of my kids pisses my wife off, mm-hmm. immediately never turns to, hey, that my kid pissed me off, immediately turns to me. It's always my yeah. fault, okay? Yeah, no matter what. She's never going to get mad at her boys. It's always me. So last <laughs> last night, it's like 11 o'clock at night. All of us were busy all day long. My, my oldest son was in L.A. Yeah. And, um, and my younger son says, you know, how come you didn't go grocery shopping today? And that just flipped her over, you know, like I haven't had a chance to breathe. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he was so mad that there was nothing that he wanted to eat in the refrigerator. And yeah. usually she'll go on a Saturday, but she was going to go today. Yeah. And he, she drops that and that hurt her feelings and pissed her oh, off. No. So she wakes up today after she laid into me, of course. And I just <laughs> looked at him. I was like, you motherfucker. And he was like, what did you do? What are you doing that for? You know, he's playing the game, knowing yeah. that it was his fault. So she wakes up this morning, still pissed. Yeah. Now we're going to the movie at 10.45. She's still pissed. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking the whole time, shit, I go, if if this was the end, if she just said, you know, fuck you, you yeah. know, I'm done with done. your ass. I'm thinking, well, you know what? The next guy you're with does, is not going to know where to sit in the movie theater, one. Right. Two is he's not going to get that goddamn diet root beer that you like. Oh, you know? Three Jesus. is he's not going to eat 75% of this bucket of popcorn, even though he doesn't want it. Yeah. He's not going to give you that stuff. And Game's so, over, lady. Yes. Okay, you have it on easy street. And so uh, the whole time she was, you know, we're watching this movie. And usually she's, she's always the first one to grab my hand. Or, or she takes the, the bar in between us and she throws it up behind yeah. and just leans against me. She, uh, she was pissed. She was <laughs> she, still mad at you, though. She, oh, it's always me. But she doesn't understand that that's, it's, always, it's always me. It doesn't matter. It's been like this. Bullshit. For, for, it is bullshit. For years. So... It's funny as I'm sitting there going through this going, ah, fuck it. There's nothing I can say right now that's going to be, you're right, that was Jake's fault. No, that's 100% yeah. my fault. I didn't say one fucking word. And that yeah. was that that was it. As I always say to to her and say to my kids, look, number one, I have a car. I can go get something. <laughs> yeah. Two is I have a, an ATM card. I can yeah, get money. I have money. I can feed myself. Yeah. I'm not going to starve to death. And yeah, now I'm all right. Both of them drive. Both of them have ATM cards. They, yeah. They're not going to starve to death. You don't need to sit there and say, are you going to the fucking store? Yeah. You know? He didn't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying. Got it completely. Uh, it was funny today because I don't know. We may have, but I don't know that she and I, I know for a fact she and I haven't been at a movie alone since the divorce started. And it was very funny because um, I she had just gotten a drink. Yeah. And she goes, here, she brought a sparkling water in and like i can't when they give you like a huge cup like i have a nice tea just because my voice is still a little banged up yeah but um like if they give you a big cup like that like i can't do a coke or a dr pet or a root beer or anything like that the only thing i can get it'd be like a sprite like i i can do a sprite and there's yeah. a lot of ice in it but anything else you're just too jacked up yeah <laughs> but it was funny because it's kind of like between us and just like old time, man. She just grabbed it and was drinking part. It. it was fun, man. We had a good time. We had a That's good, good time. Did your wife cry in the movie? She did. She cried yeah. at the end. She cried at the end. She cried on uh, on the last song. The last, the, uh, yeah. the last song, which was funny because when I got home and 
where she basically went our separate ways. She dropped me. I dropped her off. She grabbed her car. She went to the grocery. <laughs> she went to the grocery store. Yeah. But I found the two songs that I knew she liked. She liked the song "Shallow," which is the very yep. very first song that they sing together, and then the last song. I know she liked a lot. Yeah, so I, I sent them to her. I just I just took it off of uh, Apple and I, I just you, you know, pay for them. I have that Apple thing. You get as many songs as you want. So I just I just shared the, shared the song to her phone. Get you to admit that you're stealing free music. That's it. I, <laughs> um, that's it. No, but I, I anyway I sent them over to her. But I knew she liked she liked the songs. And, but yeah, she cried. It's funny because she doesn't usually cry in movies. You'll laugh yeah. for this. Usually I'm the guy, the stepmom guy, that tears start rolling down my face. But she uh, yeah, she teared up. In that yeah, movie. I loved it. Thought it was great. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think. Couple things to knock out. Number one, um, Saturday is the AFSP walk. Yeah, I, Dave, I don't know where I'm at on this fucking thing. There's a part of me that's been incredibly frustrated because they fucked up our logo, uh, and they I I don't know that Lisa and logos on it. I really don't. Yeah. and I'm trying not to be a dick. Well, let but, me know if we're doing it or not, just so. <laughs> no, we're going. Out. Okay, we're, we're going to be there at the walk, and okay. we're going to be there, and we're going to do it. We're going to pay tribute to your dad. And it's one of those things where you try to keep the right things in perspective, but there's a part of me where it's like, it's not that fucking tough. You know, you have yeah. one fucking job, right? Yeah. Get, get your shit together. You, but you, Yeah, you're right. The logo's ridiculous. It, it looks awful. It, looks, <laughs> it just looks it, awful the way they did it. And it. You nailed it. I look like God named Grady from yeah. fucking Sanford and Son. <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jesus. But... But we're going to go and we're going to be a part of it. We would love you to all be a part of it. Here's the only thing that I would say for you. Yeah. Um, I, I had a great conversation with the people from AFSP. And basically, it's just kind of, there's two different paths that the money, remember I told you the yeah. money had gotten separated. Basically, it's just two different paths that for tax purposes, how the money's got to work. They just said, the Dave and Jeff show, they love us. They love the Dave and Jeff show, and they love the audience. We're done. We're done. If you want to go and sign up for our team, you can go to the AFSP site. Look for Dave and Jeff. It says we're 2,000 away from our goal. We we crushed our goal. If you would like to donate 5 or 10, Chris McDaniel I saw jumped in. I appreciate that, Chris. But don't. Don't even pay attention to the goal. We've already exceeded it with the money that we raised on August 1st. But basically, the walk starts at, I think, 10 o'clock. I'll, I'll confirm it before tomorrow night's show, and I think we have to do a third show this week. Okay. Um, Just come down and be a part of it. Yeah. Really, that's all I want you to do. Just come down and be part of our team. If you want to sign up and be part of our team, they are really, really good people. They're all volunteers. Couple things got fucked up, but did we really give a shit? No. It's a chance to do a walk. Uh, it's a three mile walk uh, at Liberty Station, and we'd love you to be there. Yeah. So yeah, there's a part of me that wishes they had our correct logo, and I don't know that Lisa got her logo on there. It really doesn't fucking matter. At the end of the day, there are too many fucking people that are taking their own lives, and it's impacting us. Like it's impacted this show. And when you try to keep things in perspective, you understand that the people at AFSP might have fucked up the shirt, but that's one small thing. They're doing 10,000 really, really good things. 
they love all of you for the support yeah. that you've brought to them. Um, and they appreciate you, Dave, for what your family's been through this year. And I think they just tolerate me because I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> but, uh, but they're really, really excited that our team's going to be there. So we will be there. It's next Saturday morning at Liberty Station. Please come down. I'm just going to roll down early and hang out and kind of soak it all in and kind of reflect cool. a little bit because I think we've all been impacted. But like I said, go sign up. Say, hey, we want to be part of the Dave and Jeff team. If you want to put in five or ten or twenty-five bucks, you can do it. If you just want to sign up for the team, if you just want to show up yeah. and say, hey, we're on the Dave and Jeff team, fuck, do that too. I can't wait to see you. I, I couldn't be more excited about it, but but it's really a good thing. My sons are coming out, and uh, and Dave's going to be out, and we're, we're just going to have a good time. All right, here's an interesting question because <clears> – <throat> Shit, I don't even know how, how to even say it. But it, okay, so here, here's the deal: a lot of people, and I'm glad they have shared with us the depression they've gone through, uh-huh. more so than we've ever seen before. And it's like once we open the door to it, people feel like they can reach out to us and tell us more and more what's been going on a lot. with them. A lot. Uh, uh, sad to say, a lot. Yes. Depression. You think that's one of those things that's always been there, like this, where people have always felt it, like even in the '50s and '60s, and they yeah. just held it in. Or is it one of those things where people just all of a sudden feel overwhelmed? I mean, yeah. And, and I understand you you see a lot more because you're you have access to so much more television and social media and everything. Sure. It's like I, I have to believe that people were depressed in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, right? It's yeah. like it's like people who don't understand homosexuality. Well, right. all of a sudden everybody's homosexual. No, there were homosexuals around forever. Yeah. You're just hearing Rock about Hudson. it now. Yeah. You're just hearing about it now. Which is great. Go ahead and share your story. I mean, we yeah. have a lot of listeners who privately, we haven't shared their story because they aren't public figures, and we're, we're happy that they feel comfortable enough to share them with us. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's definitely worth the time to go ahead on Saturday to do this walk. And, and it doesn't have to be that they took it all the way to suicide. But if you know someone that's battling depression, because when you're around someone you care about that's battling depression, it affects you too. Yeah, and I would just say, while I'm incredibly touched as I know Dave is, for all of you that have shared your story with us directly, we would always tell you we are not credentialed no. and capable of giving you the kind of advice and support that you need. What you need to do is go see somebody professionally. You really do. And because I have to be really, really frank, when people reach out to me and say, man, I am fighting depression, it scares me. Yeah. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to say the wrong thing to you. And um, what I like is, hey, I'm getting help for it. I'm going yeah. and I'm seeing somebody and they're working on it. And because I feel like we all have different levels of it. There are people that have been suicidal. I've always said I've never been suicidal. Uh, I'm still not on Lexapro. I've been off Lexapro for a while. And I feel fine. Right. I mean, yeah. I feel fine. Like today sucked because I'd been with my sons for a week. Um, and it's just kind of a drag because you're back to reality tomorrow. But uh, I didn't, it's not nearly what it was in February yeah. where you felt like you got really, really dark. It just sucked. Where you're like, shit, that was really fun. But now we count down to the next one. Um, but I'm not qualified to give you advice. And, and while I appreciate, you're reaching out and saying, hey, man, I'm fighting it or whatever. Uh, I hear you, but and I want you to win. I just don't know how to get you yeah. there. 
And and I think it would be incredibly dangerous for me or Dave to try to walk you down a path that we don't know anything about. Yeah. The only thing I can tell you is what's happened for me, but there are different levels at every point. Um, my, my story is different than Jake's story. My story is different than Katie Mosier's story. And my, my story is different than your story. And there is no perfect solution for anybody. I'm, I am have no problem at all sharing my story and talking about it on a nightly basis because my feeling is if one of you goes, well, fuck, if he admitted it and did it, then I can do it too. Then I win. Then I win and you win and we're fine. And I, I, you guys know, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Um, it's what I'm proud of, of this show where the show is today. But I also know that I'm not qualified to say, well, this is what I feel like your first step would be. Yeah. Your first step is to go and, and get to somebody licensed that has seen it, that can help you uh, spiritually, mental, uh, mentally, you know, maybe with medication, maybe not. But but unfortunately, I'm not that guy. Dave's not that guy. No, not at all. But, um, at all. but, but there's a lot going on. And uh, yeah, and this was fucking great tonight. This was great. So we finished the movie and... Uh, Jack says to me, because he's been with me all week, he goes, hey, I'm going home with mom. He goes, I haven't seen her. I'm going to go home and I get to school tomorrow. I go, yeah. So I said to uh, Kate, I go, hey, Cap, you want I got to run to Target. I go, you want to go to Target with me? He goes, yeah. So we're just cruising through Mission Valley Mall. And, uh, you know, we're just talking and BS and doing our thing. And we walk into Target and... I'm going to spell this out because I, I mispronounce it, but a guy that you see all the time on Twitter, H-O-C-H. Okay. You know the guy I mean? Yeah. I think it's Hotchalicious. The, 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 the picture with the mustache and everything, right? Is yeah. That the one? Yeah. Yeah, but Hotch, H-O-C-H. Yeah. I'm walking in right from Outback by the old Tilted Kilt, which bums me out because it reminds me of CS. CS yeah. And uh, I walk in, and I'm with my son, Cade, and it's him. And he goes, hey, what's up, man? No way. And I'm like, whoa, what's up? And he goes, I'm Hotchalicious. Uh, fuck, your Twitter <laughs> handles I can't pronounce. David, it was great. And he said hi to Kate. I go, hey, you know, this is my son, Kate. He goes, I see your picture all the time, man. Great to meet you. Cool. You guys have a great night. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. And, uh, and so Kate and I ride in the escalator. And he goes, wow, that's pretty wild, huh? I go, you know what, Kate? I said, I've been really, really fortunate. And I said, Dave will tell you the same thing. It's happened to us a lot, and it never gets old. It's the best. I'll be honest with you. It's the nicest thing in the world. When when somebody likes what you do, it's it's pretty outstanding. So, yeah, that was great. I want to say one quick thing, too, Dave. Otherwise, I'm going to forget, and then we can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, We lost a really, really good dude yesterday and the one thing that you find in san diego is you know the sports names that are out front whether they're the ben higgins or the darren smith the kaplans dave and jeff whoever but there are so many really good dudes that are kind of right behind the seats and there was a guy named jim lockwood jim lockwood was a retired san diego firefighter his father harry Lockwood, I met first because when when 
I interned for the Sockers. Uh, Harry Lockwood ran the stats team, which was basically me. And Harry was an older gentleman and just the coolest dude on the planet. Well, Harry, when I met him, had to have been in his late 70s. He was a small man, gray hair, glasses, and quick laugh, you know, kind of a dry sense of humor. And then you see this mountain of a man, Jim Lockwood, and you realize that Harry was his father. And you go, these two, uh, there's no way that (laughs) apple did not fall from the tree. Jim Lockwood was a mountain of a man and probably as nice a man as we've ever been fortunate. Did you know Jim? I didn't know Jim well. I saw it in the paper today, though. Okay, so Jim ran the penalty box for the Gulls. Okay. And he always quick with a smile, a handshake, and any time that shit started, because especially in the old WCHL days, when that was just a beer league, fight league, and those guys, French Canadians, are yelling at each other and all kinds of shit's going on, and they're trying to get at each other. Jimmy Lockwood was the guy who kind of kept them all apart and always dying laughing. What a good man. What a good man that made the San Diego sports scene better. And and I know... How old was he? uh, I don't know the answer to that, Dave. I don't know. I would guess he had to be retired firefighter, so I would guess, you know, mid-60s probably at this point. But uh, but just one of those guys that I wish all of you knew. I know Billy knew him. Uh, I know Pete in Point Loma knows him because he's a Point Loma guy. But Rick Schloss, our buddy Rick Schloss, wrote about him today. And I loved what he wrote. He said that, that Jim was the guy that wanted to just do anything, just would do anything stats-wise. So you would see him out uh, at Torrey Pines, and he would be working the media room. And... <clears throat> The Laker games, you know, yeah. all those kind of things, off-ice official. But his father was such a good man and so nice to me. And Jim was always a guy that uh, kind of like, Dave, when we think of our friend Rick Hill yeah. or other guys like that, that were just one step behind being in front of the camera or being on air, but played such an important role and were such a threat of the San Diego sports scene. That's who Jimmy Lockwood was. Uh, I, I appreciate Nick putting one fucking line in his column today. Thanks, Nick. That was great. Real, real touching, real touching tribute. Hey, rest in peace, Jim Lockwood. Guy, that, gorgeous, gorgeous tribute, Nick. Fucking guy knew you for forty years. He loved you. Only guy read all your shit. <laughs> Can't wait till you and I die, Dave. <laughs> so I looked at that because Rick said, "Yeah, you know, Rick wrote today on Facebook a beautiful tribute, and he said, oh, you know." Jim would have been mad if if he found out Nick Canepa paid tribute. No, he'd be mad that Nick gave him half a fucking line. <laughs> he would have been touched by the gesture. <laughs> I think Nick paid more attention to the guy who served gelato in fucking Little Italy that died. Uh, rest in peace, Jim Lockwood. Good guy. I was like, God, that oh, this fucking Canepa. What a way with words. I was like, that's it? Fucking knew the guy 40 years? You son of a bitch. Thanks. They really appreciate you. They really do. Jesus Christ. It's not Costa. God damn it. It's Jimmy Lockwood. Show him a little love. But uh, uh, for for his family and those of us that were lucky enough to know him, it just, David, just sucks, man. Because, you know, uh, Dick Warren. Yeah. You know, Dick Dick Warren was was the guy that, and, and Jimmy Lockwood has a lot of the same 
characteristics. You knew Dick well. Yeah. Um, same type personality. Mm, big quick, dude, too. Big dude, quick smile, handshake. Never had a bad day. Yeah. And, and that was Jimmy. And I, I sure liked him, and I was sorry to hear of his passing. Uh, not as sorry as I was by Nick's fucking effort <laughs> in the paper today. But, uh, <laughs> but for our friend Rick Schloss, who uh, who I did not know yeah. as a fan of this podcast, Ricky, I'm sorry for your loss, man. He uh, he was one of the good ones, as Rick's one of the good ones. And I'm I'm sorry, Dave, we're getting to a point in our lives where a lot of the good ones are going God, away. Man, it's crazy. Sad, right? It is. It's really sad. It's really sad. All right, a couple things Saw also. still here, though. So. I know. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right a couple other things i want to get to but i'm going to mention these guys first right. i want to mention brian curry of course we all know brian curry's your guy for real estate in san diego 20 years in the business it'll be 24 by the time i call him. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second too because i don't even know if you're still married or not legally we'll get to uh what your plan is and when you're going to buy this next house but look if you're in this area where you need to buy your next house and you're looking to the downsize or you want a bigger house the family's starting to grow a little bit bigger don't forget about brian curry he's your guy he's also your guy for property management if you need someone to manage your property call brian don't wait any longer 619-251-1588 this could be the biggest money call of your life 619-251-1588 all right i'm going to be really really careful on this the way i word this um i think if you are a homeowner and you are thinking about selling i would strongly advise calling brian right now because i've seen Three different reports over the last couple of weeks, including one in the Canadian paper of all places, that said there's a little bit of a fear in the banking world that there might be a, a replay of 2008 upon us. I'm not a banker. I don't know anything That's about it. That's why you it. call Brian. That's why you call Brian right now and go, hey, look, is this the time to sell my house? Because I'll say the properties uh, where my kids live, um, that averaged somewhere between 275 to 350 dropped to about 148 and I fucked up that I didn't jump in and buy another one when it was 148 yeah. um I hope it's not the case but if you're sitting there and you're thinking about moving your property and it does another one of those uh shit man that's a huge hit that a lot of people can't get out from under may mean nothing uh Brian would know the answer um, the other thing may be is if you're somebody who's thinking about buying a house and you go, let me call Brian right now, because it really doesn't make any sense to buy this property at 275 if it's going to have a value of 145 in two months. And so that's why it's a really, really good time to know Brian Curry. It's a really good time to know him because the housing market is incredibly volatile right now. And I feel like yeah, I mean, I, I got to talk to him, but um, <clears throat> I, I don't know what's going on. But I, I just, I've seen it, and it, it reminded me that we do these commercials. And Brian may tell you, hey, you know what? It's uh, it's false emotion. We've heard it, and here's why, and you could be clear. Uh, I know what I don't know. I'm not a banker. But when you see those kind of stories, man, if you're thinking about selling, is now the time to sell it when you can still get peak value? And if you're looking to buy, should you wait two months when, when the game may be different? Call Brian, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. And another thing will help you with those interest rates, tell you what direction they're Absolutely. going as well. Superior Fence, don't forget about Daniel Tyler as well. Look, he's been around since 2005 doing great things. He'll make your property look that much better. He'll protect you also from everything outside. 
Daniel is your guy at Superior Fence Company. Look, 760-745-4846. That's the number you want, 760-745-4846. The job. website is San Diego SuperiorFence.com, San Diego SuperiorFence.com. I'll be calling him this week because I keep saying I'm going to call him, but I need his help. What number are you going to call? That number you gave had about 11 digits you motherfucker, in motherfucker, dude. Well, fuck. A guy is a really so, nice Sorry to do it in fucking French. 760-745-4846. That's okay. the number right there. All Go right, ahead. That, that, A plus rating. <laughs> oh, well, your rating's about a C minus. Fucking guy, dude. Jim Lockwood hated you. Never liked you. Seven six zero five nine seven five five one nine. People are like what? Jesus Christ! Dan Tyler's like, what did fucking I, show do I sponsor? Did I catch a the niner in there? <laughs> <laughs> when did I start sponsoring the Moron Brothers? Uh, you know the one thing about San Diego Superior Fence, and I noticed it in your neighborhood. It's uh, it's Halloween time coming yeah. up, and Halloween's a fantastic time. Because the kids are out and everybody's dressed up, right? Maybe they're Iron Man or the Incredibles. But the other thing that happens around Halloween is a lot of those teeny boppers in your neighborhood <laughs> determine they're going to have a Halloween party. And some jackass, right, dressed up as Nick Lachey is going to come <laughs> out. And the next thing you know, he's taking a piss in your front yard. Well, he's not taking a piss in your front yard if you got a brand new fence from San Diego Superior <laughs> Fence up there. And the better thing to do is talk to Dan and say, look. When Nick Lachey comes by, he takes a leak. Yeah. How can I <laughs> electrify him? <laughs> leave him in a state of disarray on the sidewalk. Well, that's, every job's an easy job for my man at San Diego's Superior Fence. You don't need anybody puking in yeah. your front yard either. You leave that for the neighbor's yeah. house. You leave that for the, for the Steve Woods house. Not your house, baby. Your property value stays up. You call Dan Tyler... Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. That's a commercial that you could never read on 1090. You would have been right, right now called in for that right, bullshit. Because they'd say, hey, what are you telling people yeah. to puke in Woods House for? <laughs> also, don't forget about Taylor Made Pools. Alan Taylor, another friendly Canadian right there. 20 years Fucking in guy. San Diego. Cool as can be. Has done a great job. I had someone tell me the other day, hey, I saw a pool that Daniel, t- that, excuse oh. me, that Alan Taylor did. For Taylor made pools and you said you can't believe how, how great it was. And I said I know how great it was because he posts pictures and I try and repost them. He said it was absolutely amazing. And I, the yeah. pool, one of the pools that he said he saw, and I, I said, dude, Jeff and I have seen that pool. He does a great job. Every single pool is a little bit different, but it's exactly the way you want it. Alan Taylor is your guy at six one nine four four nine four four five two six one nine. Four four nine four four five two. Well, go back to what I talked about with Brian Curry. Is if the market is going to fluctuate, one way to make sure that you maintain the price that you deserve is by having a gorgeous pool in the backyard. You can have a pool, and then you can have a tailor-made pool. And the work that Alan does is so incredibly outstanding. I mean, I think too many times we're used to seeing the the three-leaf clover motel pool, yeah. right? Where it's uh, two and a half feet over here, you jump in after a couple of beers, you break your neck, and you're Stephen Hawking for the rest of your life. And Jesus. then over here, there's a 12-foot side, right, where there looks like there might be somebody passed out at the bottom of it. You don't yeah. know what happened. You don't need that pool in your backyard. You want the gorgeous pool, the kind of pool that all of a sudden Maria Arcega done is like, look, I'm taking new pictures for Instagram. Yes. And I'm not getting it done hanging out in Coronado. Can I come by? And you're like, yeah, why don't you come on by? I'll have cheese and crackers out. 
But the first step is calling Allen a tailor-made pool. And tell him I got him his fucking puck. Jesus Did he really? Christ. Yeah. Nice. I didn't realize I had three 10-year-old kids. Jack Caden Allen. Jack Caden. Signed by Larry Robinson? Ah, shit. Probably signed by Yuppie, the mascot. (laughs) I got to bring that goddamn puck down here tomorrow. Yeah, I got him a puck. That's good. He's family. Yes. But, but man, oh, man, the work that those guys do. Tailor-made pools are absolutely gorgeous. You'll love it. Check it out. Check out the website. Give him a call. Tell him we sent you. Fantastic. All right. So, legally, are you married or not married? All right, so legally right now, I'm still married. I think we're legally separated. It was supposed to have ended this past Wednesday. However, I've said that with Rarity Partners, plus we're changing this to, uh, the fuck is that called? Splendor? No, Splendor. What the fuck are we doing? What's the name of that site that you got to do where you got to pay us to listen to this? Outstanding. Splendor's a hockey card. Really cool. What the fuck are we doing? Oh. Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Right. So my income is about to change. Okay. There's a bunch of things that are about to change with my income. So this one was actually for me because I said to her, I go, look, you have to pay your attorney. I have to pay my attorney. We're going to go in there. On Wednesday. This Wednesday? This past Wednesday. Okay. We're supposed to sit in there and sort out all the paperwork. Okay, this is great. You owe this. I owe this. Boom, boom, boom. And then December 1st, she's like, well, yeah. She goes, but what happens with Patreon? What happens with Rarity Partners? What happens with, you know, bare knuckle boxing? All this other shit. I go, fuck, I don't know. She goes, well, we're going to be right back in here having to pay fucking attorneys again. So she said, can we just... Put the goddamn... And she goes, it happens all the time legally. So, yeah, she and I are getting along great. I fucked everything up. I should have just sat at home like Bradley Cooper doing blow (laughs) and uh, and let her pay the bills. But because I'm driven... Oh, my gosh. ...to be outstanding for my friend Padre Geekster and my other friend Leisure Fryer, uh, my financial world's about to change. So we had to put everything on hold again. Uh, until December 5th, which is very funny. It's my mom's birthday. But, um, but yeah, she and I get along great. Yeah. So I just said to her, I go, yeah, thanks. That way I don't have to continue to write checks to the attorney. I'll have all my financial stuff squared away. She'll have all of hers squared away. We'll get it all taken care of and we'll be good. There so you go. I, I don't know what the fuck the terminology <laughs> is. Oh, I know she chugged about half the Sprite today. So <laughs> that's an exaggeration. Just fucking What's around. What's wrong with you? Complete fucking around exaggeration. Um, but yeah, that's dragging it's out. It's good that you have everything going in the right direction as far as- I hope as so. Far as, well, I'm just saying your relationship. I mean, you went to the movies together. I talked to a guy that yesterday, no yeah. joke, who was married before, and he's telling me about his ex-wife, and he's he's sitting right here in the garage, and he's sitting there, he's drinking a couple of beers. I got these gigantic IPAs that have been sitting in there for a year that I don't drink, and- yeah. I go, you want one of these? Yeah. And then he says, I'll take another. And I give oh, him another. Shit. And he goes, let me tell you about bitch face. Jesus. And I went, who? Bitch yeah. face. I say it right to her face. I call her bitch face. And then I was like, what? 
I got custody of all my kids. What does that tell you about bitch face? And I was like, holy Dude, shit. Right? Yeah. And I went, man, Jeff is on the other side of where you are. But a lot of people are, are on that side. And it could be really bad, man. I mean, you lucked out on this thing that this thing has been going really good. Uh, I, I just will say it over and over again. I, I don't know that guy. I don't know what happened in his world. To me, my, my biggest priorities are my sons. The, my sons, Kate, Jack, and Alan. Are my biggest priorities. <laughs> At least one of your sons could build pools. Uh, and I, it's funny. We were talking about it yesterday in L.A. And if you're, Dave, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're saying stuff about that, about your ex-wife, somewhere along the line you're going to slip and you're going to say it in front of the kids. And I just, I find it incredibly disrespectful. Well, his kids are in their 20s. Oh, yeah. Well, mine are, mine are 10 <laughs> and 71. But 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 I just I don't want to disrespect it. I don't I don't want to disrespect her and uh, in in really in front of them. Yeah, of course. You know I I wouldn't do it anyways. But we were at um, we're up at Hollywood Highlands last night. At this point, we're at Hollywood Highlands. You guys made the trip to L.A. again? You guys said hell, let's go. Yeah, we went to the Kings game yesterday. That's awesome. Went to the Kings Sabres. I saw that. Said you went to the Kings game, didn't go to the Laker game. Yeah, 12, it's only seven hundred fifty bucks a ticket. Right. I can't believe you didn't go to the Laker game. You know how much we got into King Sabers for? Thirteen huh. bucks a ticket. Shut up, really? Yeah, I mean we sat up high, but for hockey, sitting up high is great. You've been to three NHL games in a week. Yeah, that's crazy. Ten days, that's Kings awesome. twice. Um, and we had a we had a blast. Yeah. and then we came out. We had uh, lunch with our friend Erica. Yeah, and then we just ran. Uh, we went to Hollywood and Highland and just walked around Hollywood Boulevard. And had a great time, man. Yeah. But uh, but to me, it's it's Dave. It's just important to me that I try to be uh, try to be a good guy yeah. for them. That, that's it, man. It's just that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying yeah. to be a good guy for them. I, and, they, uh, and they know it. That's I'm good. laughing because my my son Josh was in L.A. yesterday at the forum. I went to go see Drake. Oh shit! Okay. So he calls me and I said how's the form he goes we haven't gone in yet and i go what are you doing he goes we're just in the parking lot about to go in and i said how's the new stadium look the charger ram yeah, stadium it's insane he goes shit what and i said the charger ram stadium Jesus and he Christ. turns around and he goes oh it's right fucking in front of my face yeah <laughs> you know it's like oh, i don't know i didn't even notice you know it was yeah. right there but uh anyway so he, he, i was just laughing that he was he was in the forum yesterday i told him before he went and everybody told him too when you go to the concert in inglewood uh-huh Go to the concert, have a great time, and then just get on the goddamn freeway and get the fuck out of there, okay? Because it, it's, it's not a safe neighborhood. It's not. It's still a bad neighborhood. It's not fixed up yet. What they plan on doing? Much different than it was. Oh, it was bad. Twenty five years he ago. He almost got mugged yesterday. Really? A guy came up to him and his two buddies and said, "Give me your money." Oh shit. Yeah, I mean that's not great. That wasn't in the foreign parking lot. That was in a like a Seven Eleven. Yeah. And said, "Hey, how much money do you have? Because I want it." And then he's like. Let's get the fuck out of here. And I said, dude, I told you. Yeah. I said, I pulled into a 7-Eleven once and a cop followed me in yeah. and said, get out of here. I can't protect you. I go, that was a guy holding a gun telling me he couldn't protect right. me. Right. Yeah. I go, just get out. What are you yeah. doing? Don't go to Randy's Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Go to Randy's Donuts. Exactly. I was yeah. thinking of Randy's Donuts last night when the Dodgers won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we'll we'll just knock out a couple of quick things okay. here because it's, it's 9 o'clock. Yes. So we're doing okay. Um, I will say this. I... I may hate Red Sox fans more than I hate Dodger fans. Yeah, that's funny. And I, I'll also say this. Dave, you know I fucking hate the Dodgers. Oh, of course. 
There's no fucking way I could watch a World Series with the Milwaukee Brewers in it. I could not watch. I, I'm with you on this. The one. Brewers. I think there's such an excitement level about look Yankees, Dodgers would have been really really wild, but the Red Sox were the better team this year. So the Red Sox against the Dodgers, uh, I think it's great for baseball. I really do. I just. The Red Sox were such a great story, and then they just turned into the biggest bunch of douchebags, right? <laughs> I mean, just the yes. Red Sox fans. Jesus Christ, they became douchebags. The Red Sox were that organization that you rooted for because, you know, they were suffering for so long. Kind of like the Cubs. But they had a likability. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like Millar and Johnny Damon and Dave yeah, Roberts. that's before they won. I mean, to me, after they won, everything changed. There was an elitist thing with the Red Sox. Right. It wasn't the feel sorry for the Red Sox. It was like, hey, fuck you. The rest of you guys were the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel that yeah. way about the Cubs right now, that, too, right? Yeah, that's what as I As much as we love Theo. Um, but we were you, talking about this. My least favorite team in the National League is the Cubs. Isn't that a drag? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a drag, man, because you want it. But now maybe they humble up a little bit because they were they were. Yeah. I mean, it's just two years ago that they were champions. But yeah, they're, yeah. They're my, they're, I can't stand Rizzo. I can't yeah, stand, right? stand fucking Rizzo. And it's it's just kind of kind of interesting the way it is. But it's um, I go back to what you just said at the very beginning. I couldn't agree with you more. For baseball, the which is the ratings are dropping. You know, mm -hmm. they aren't what they wanted. We're talking about the NBA that's on fire. Yeah. With young kids, that the Red Sox Dodger World Series is the first time they've met in 102 years where Babe yes. Ruth was a star, cool. which is amazing. But it's it's two huge markets. I mean, it's, it's great. It's Celtics, Lakers. You know, there's yeah. markets. I mean, don't be shocked if you see a Rams Patriots Super Bowl. You might right. see, see these guys again. But all of a sudden, you're seeing the Dodgers at Fenway Park will be weird. The Red Sox at Dodger Stadium is going to be weird. Yeah. You know, I, and so it's, it's kind of cool. I think it's great, man. I think it's great. And because I wouldn't say I'm um, – all in on the Dodgers, yeah, because I'm not. Of course not. But but Red Sox fans are just the most fucking obnoxious <laughs> going. So um, if I, the Dodgers yeah. win, because it would make my dad very happy, it would make Dave very happy, it'd make my our friend Greg Bergman, who's yes, doing a great job on Seven Ten. And more importantly, I think it would make Missy Martinez incredibly yeah, happy. I think and you're right. And Nicole Eggert. Nicole Eggert's a huge Dodger fan. Shit, that'd be fine too. Um, I was at Mel's Diner in Hollywood last cool. night, and my sons are pounding, you know, ice cream sundaes, and we're watching the Dodger game, and they had the fucking Grease soundtrack on. Really? Like Frankie Avalon, beauty school dropout. Now I'm like, well, I'm just going to fuck with Dave, because the Dodgers <laughs> are going to win. He's all giddy right now. So I'm going to say, hey, Dave, remember this was going to be your karaoke song for Nicole uh, she must think we're just the two biggest fucking <laughs> idiots you? in the history of mankind. It, it is so funny, man, when she responds she likes to it. Things. She does. She she likes it. She posted a picture the other day. She was at the Dodger game. Yeah. Uh, great you, seats. Did, did, yeah. Did you follow that whole deal who she took the picture with? No. Okay. Here's a girl, uh, a woman, I should say, they should make a movie about her. Uh, Rosalind Wyman. Roz Wyman is what she's known as. Okay. She's almost 90 years old now. The Dodgers, just a little brief history. The Dodgers, when they were in Brooklyn, and mm -hmm. there was really no threat that they were going to leave Brooklyn. They wanted basically a new stadium, mm -hmm. and they Brooklyn and New York wasn't going to work with them. And so L.A. was going to be as a threat. Well, Rosalind Wyman, 22 years old, is the one that got Walter O'Malley to come out to L.A., look at Chavez Ravine. Oh, Jesus. A 22-year-old woman got the Dodgers to move to L.A. Wow. I mean, this is a time where women weren't really involved in politics, and yeah. obviously people weren't listening and everything else back in 1958. 
And then all of a sudden the Dodgers aren't going to L.A. Anyway, so Nicole Eggert took a picture with her, and I said, is that Rosalind Weimer? When she said, guess who this is, everyone responded, Mrs. Garrett. No one fucking knew who it was on her. Mrs. Garrett? She's dead. Nobody responded right. on her post. But anyway, she's like, how did you know? And I said, I'm, actually, I'm a fan because I think it's amazing that any 22-year-old, let alone a woman at that right. time, was able to pull that move off to talk Walter O'Malley and going 3,000 miles and flying over L.A. in a helicopter and going right there. That's where Dodger Stadium's going to go. Rosalind Wyman did that. Yeah. Missy Martinez <laughs> yesterday had 33 beers at the Beer Fest in Burbank. Is that did right? Did you see that on no, Instagram? No, I, I did not. I missed that one. Um, I just have a simple question. And <laughs> and I don't know. I was like, God damn. Uh, a simple question. Yeah. We saw the story come out this week. And it may have to drag over till tomorrow. We saw the story come over this week about the reporting of what the PSL licenses will be for the Chargers yeah. in L.A. And when you see that they went from $400 million in expected revenue, now they've adjusted that to $150 million yeah. in expected revenue. It's a huge hit, man. Quarter billion dollars, right? It's a lot of money, especially for the Spanos family. But what I continue to watch and... I don't know, there's a point you just go off social media, is I get it. I get the hatred. I get all the anger. But for all of you that jump up and down when those numbers come up on social media, what's the end game? What is the end game for you? Tell me what the end game is. I'm glad is. you said this. What, what is the end game? Because the end game is one thing. And that is they are not coming back. No. And they're not coming back to San Diego because we can't get our shit together. Now, Dean also can't get his shit together. Yeah. So I guess we were uh, a couple made in heaven. And while I agree with the NFL and I agree with Seth Wickersham that said all these different things about the owners and the frustration and Cronky's got to be upset, none of that impacts any of you. No. None of that impacts any of you. So for all of you, sign guy and everybody else jumping up and down, my simple question is this. What is the end game? Do you, is your life at the point where you just need somebody to tell you, hey, guess what? You were right. Because Dave and I played that fucking game because we told you for 10 years they were leaving. Yeah. And if somebody, if Dave and I go, hey, you know what? You were right. It doesn't work there. Guess what? There's no satisfaction. It's as short a satisfaction as it is the old stigma about going and you get Chinese food and then you're hungry an hour later, yeah. right? Somebody will tell you, hey, you know what? Bob or Roy or sign guy, goddamn, you were exactly right. This has been a colossal failure. But they're not coming back. No. You, there's not a stadium here for them to play in. There's there nothing no here for, for them to come back to. For for them to play. And this idea that they're going to sell to Joe Sy and Joe Sy is going to finance off to where? Yes. Because I I tell you what, man. I tell you what, if you if you have if you really really have hopes of the NFL coming back, you better fucking not vote that soccer city shit in. Yeah. Because that whole that whole pro and those fuckers can talk about ah oh, we're gonna save nineteen and bullshit, <laughs> but <laughs> but you may not want to vote the San Diego State project in either. No, you may not. And and again, 
I, I don't know why all of you jerk off to this Mission Valley site. Mission Valley is two lanes in and two lanes out on Friars Road. What the fuck do you see over there that gets your little woolly dick so hard about Mission Valley? I don't get it. If any of you dumb fucks had a clue, you would understand that the impact spot in San Diego is downtown. Yeah. Here's why, dumb fuck. Because the NFL said they want to be able to fly in. They want to be able to go to their hotel. The convention center is there. Petco Park is there. Build the NFL stadium there. And if people have the ability to walk and take advantage of the San Diego weather and have everything centrally located, it would be ideal. If you didn't want to go downtown, Dave, I would much more go after the Chula Vista Bayfront property. Yeah, now they're finally building that Gaylord Hotel. Of course, right? Of course. But again, none of this is going to happen. None of it's going to happen. The thing is, they gave you the blueprint for the answer to the test. You guys didn't understand that... Dean was following what the NFL said they wanted. And you guys sit there and go after Dean all you want. By you asking the yeah. question, what is your end game? Man, I'm exhausted by it. There's, I and too. I was like, it is, it's just enough already. And to sit there and run topic after topic of the same thing of all the bullshit. Look, the Chargers are going to end up in Portland before they end up in guiding right. San Diego. They just aren't coming back. London. Here. Anywhere. Yeah, L- London, exactly. They are not coming back to San Diego. They just aren't. So, so and maybe it's a Misery Lives Company deal. I have no idea, but it's it's exhausting, man, listening to the topic on the radio. I was thinking before you came over today, what is the last big game that San Diego played in, was part of? I mean, that goes for the Padres, that goes for the Chargers. What was the last meaningful game where, man, I, I can't think of anything but this game today because it's life or death if we move forward? Uh, NFL playoffs, right? I mean, in '09. Yeah, I mean, right? '09. I mean, when did the when did the Jets win? It's, here? It's, yeah, around '08, '09. Yeah, I mean. You know, Matt Holiday yeah. didn't touch home plate, right? I mean, that was 07. It's been a long time, man, since we had one Dude. of those games. Like, like as I said yesterday, with the Dodger Brewers game, I didn't, I didn't talk to you yesterday, but I was no. like, I was stressed out as, as hell because yeah. the Brewers are red hot. I said, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. But that feeling of being a sports fan, of knowing everything's all on, there's nothing better than that. We know that. Yeah. It's just, are we ever going to get that, that feeling again? And unfortunately, it's the Padres that it's going to have to happen to because – Come on, the Aztecs aren't going to ever get a chance to be in one of the Final Four teams for the nope. for the college football playoffs. Basketball wise, they aren't going to ever be that Final Four team. They just aren't. It's not going to happen. You aren't going to get enough of those guys. Look at fucking Duke. Duke has the three top high school players in the country all going right. into their school. It's right. it's it's just not going to happen. So you sit there and you go over and over again. Okay, what is the end game? I, I couldn't agree with you more. And to sit there and go, why would you as a listener? Why would you waste your time? playing this charade of what the what happened if the Chargers come back and how they come back. There's nowhere for them to play. You'd yeah. have to build a stadium first and then tell the NFL, we're ready for you. No yeah. one's going to uh, approve tax dollars no. for a fucking stadium if there's no guarantee that there's a team here. No. And, and he's not selling. No, like This idea like that they're going to sell, they're not. He, he gave it over to his kids. He's out. He just cashes checks. Then hangs out. That's true. Mailbox but, money. That's what he's getting. He just walks in the mailbox and pulls out his checks. But I will say this. I understand the frustration because tonight, as I'm leaving Mission Valley and I'm going to drop my son off in La Mesa, I drive right by Qualcomm Stadium. And it's about 6 o'clock. And I said to my son, I go, you know what really sucks about this whole thing 
is I said, we should be driving by right now and the lights should be on at the stadium and the post game show should be on and you should be able to see all the people streaming out. And I said, we should be talking either about a win or a loss. And I said, just the way that we went on StubHub and bought tickets for 14 bucks yesterday, I go, we could have done the same thing. But I said, the difference being that instead of driving to L.A., we could have gone down to the 70th Street trolley station and we could have came in and we could have gone to the game and watched the NFL. And as a father and, and I said, you know, man, I grew up here. I watched that team. They weren't necessarily my team, but there were days when they were playing the Chiefs. I wanted them to win. I want Weddle to win. I want yeah. a junior to win. I want Rodney to win. I always want I want Mike Riley to win everything that he was a part of. Um, and I said it just I drive by there and I, I was showing him uh we came out of Mission Valley and they've they've done a remodel on the Marriott. Yeah. The Mission Valley Marriott. And I was saying to him, I go, it's so crazy to me that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that's where the NFL team stayed. And I said, if you and I were bored on a Saturday night, I go, I could say, hey, let's just get in the car and we could go hang out. And I go, not even bug him. Yeah. I go, you and I could just sit in the lobby and be let's like. see Zach Thomas. Go, there's Zach Thomas. We did it. There's yes. Rod Woodson. Yeah. There's Greg Lloyd. There's Kevin Green. My buddies and I used to do it. And they would watch all the different groupies run by, but the baseball teams would stay down there too. Yeah. And it was just kind of fun. You didn't need a picture. You didn't need an autograph. You didn't need anything. All you knew was that, yeah, Tom Brady's in San Diego tonight. Kevin Green is in San Diego, or or like I said, Rod Woodson and the rest of them. But it, it frustrates me as a parent that my sons that are now 10 – that love the NBA, that have watched every pitch of yeah. the playoffs, that had a great time at the NHL, uh, now live in a community that they love. I mean, there's San Diego born and raised that no longer has an NFL team. They Absolutely. don't they don't they don't understand the I mean, really guys, they don't understand L T. Because of course. when L T was here, they they weren't old enough to know. Yeah. Isn't that funny for all of us that remember LT when he was in his heyday and coming around the corner and scoring? Uh, they, they don't know that life. And yeah. and that, to me, I'm as sad as I am for all of you that love that team and, and bled the powder blue. Believe me, I feel your pain. But excuse me if I feel more pain for my two sons who I love more than anything in the world that love sports. That because this city and that fucking dipshit owner couldn't figure it out <laughs> and get it taken care of. I do want to say this to Dave, yeah. otherwise I'll forget it. Um, while I was in the airport on that Wednesday night, I got an insanely nice text from Josh Lewin, cool. which meant a lot to me because we have talked about depression through Josh's uh, website. And if you follow him on Twitter, just look up Josh Lewin and you can find it. Josh has done an amazing job putting a website together where a lot of different athletes and broadcasters have talked about their own struggles with depression. I think a lot of you that have reached out to us would love it. He was incredibly generous in what he said about the work that we have done on this show. It meant a lot to me because you and I have always been such a fan of his. He lives in Solana Beach. 
and he does UCLA football, and for whatever reason, he's not the voice of the NFL anymore. Which is ridiculous. Which means he's here locally on Sunday nights, and now um, there's no Charger game locally for a couple of weeks. Um, next week, I'm going to the Rams game, so I don't know what time I'll be here. Hopefully, I can get down here. I'm going to see the Rams in Seattle, but I'm a little further north than you were, but as quick as I can get down here. Seattle or the Packers? I thought you were going to the Packers. Oh, Packers. Game. That's okay. who it is. Yeah, Rams and Packers next Sunday. But um, Josh Lewin's coming in, cool. and I am really, really excited about that. I'm Dave, I'm so excited that people – I really am. When yeah. Scott Kaplan – Man, the response to the Kaplan show has been outstanding. Um, but when I asked Josh, I said, I'd love to have you. And Dave would love to have you. And he goes, let's set it up. And uh, he'll be down here, man. Let's go. What a story to tell. And uh, and I'm thrilled that he thought enough. My thanks also to all of the people at Channel 8 who reached out, who said how much they enjoyed that show. I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I, do you have any acts to grind with Kraska? No, not at all. I don't either. I don't either. But there were a lot of people inside the Channel 8 building that were surprised uh, that they're talking about bringing back the union. And they go, God damn. There were people in that building that said, how'd they get that? And uh, so we're excited. Tomorrow night, we're going to tell you about the new website. The new website's ready to launch. We will talk more about Patreon tomorrow night because that is upon us. And uh, whatever else you want to do. But it's uh, great. To, oh, and the fuck, my chance of needing fucking knee replacement. I'll tell you all that yeah, shit, too, tomorrow. Perfect. Uh, if you want to advertise on the show, we're always open to new advertisers. Uh, Alan Taylor will tell you about it. Brian Curry will tell you about it. Ryan Barkley will tell you about it. Dan Tyler will tell you about it. The results have been great. People are listening, and they want to know about your business please drop us an email, either DavePalais at yahoo.com or me, JP Dotseth at yahoo.com. We want to get you signed up because there's a lot of fun things Perfect. coming around the corner for this show. Thank you to everybody who continues to support this show. I have been uh, inundated with pictures on Facebook and Twitter from friends posting pictures in the Dave and Jeff show. It. it is so incredibly touching and humbling to me to see all of you wearing those shirts. From it, all over the world. All over the world, man. And it is, Dave, it blows your mind, right? Yeah. It blows your mind. And it just, uh, every one of you that does it, believe me, I see them and I just start laughing. And I love them all. I know Dave does too. Uh, that's it. Drop us an email and we will be back here tomorrow night. And we'll figure out a night for a bonus show as well because I owe you a couple of shows for last weekend. You hear that, Leisure? <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> 